Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where you learn what you need to know about how the world wants to work. And now your host, co-working space owner and trend expert, Jamie Russo. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. Thank you for joining me. So why do you want to listen to today's episode? I have an interview with two guests. I love having two guests on the show. I don't do it very often. It's fun. I have Adam Ramsey and Zach Cox. They are the co-owners of Workspace Collective in Ocala, Florida, and they have a super interesting story. They started their first co-working space in a building that is was built in the 1890s. So it had a very sort of homey, uh, comfortable feel, but their mission is to help entrepreneurs learn and grow and thrive in a community. They opened in October 2019 and pretty quickly opened a second location because they had filled their first location. So they doubled the size, opened about a quarter mile away, And they share a lot of details about their journey, how their spouses are involved, how they divide up responsibilities, how their background in sales has been a big asset, how they train their community managers. Their community managers are part of our community manager university. So Chelsea has been on for a while and Ryan just joined the team. How they're marketing their podcast studio, which I know will be interesting to a number of you, and some of the things that they learned moving from their first location to their second location. So it's a great story. I hope you enjoy our interview. Welcome. I am here with Adam Ramsey and Zach Cox. They are owners of Workspace Ocala in Ocala, Florida, which is near Orlando. And I am thrilled to hear their story. I have lots of questions for both of you. So thank you for joining me today. Um, I was looking at your like your profiles on LinkedIn and coming up with lots of questions. So I thought let's, I think this will pull out some details. Let's start with how did you get into co-working? What was the the moment when you must have said to each other, or who had the idea? <laughs> how did you get started? And then we'll walk through your journey. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So we, uh, Adam and I have known each other for a long time, uh, worked together in my previous life uh, in the payroll uh, HR space. And uh, we are actually uh, at the place where most guys come up with the the grand idea as a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we, you know, Adam had, had mentioned to me that he was looking at this building in downtown Sanford, and he wanted to, to help small business owners in, 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 in a bigger way than what we were doing in payroll. Um, and it was funny because I had just gone out to San Francisco and visited my sister at Salesforce. And if you've seen that new building, the top floor is really a co-working space. Yeah, they've got free coffee and snacks. They've got awesome views. You got free Wi-Fi. And I remember saying to myself, like this, this is so applicable on the East Coast in a lot of these smaller cities that 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 don't typically have this type of service. And so when Adam had mentioned that to me, I mean, I literally, I just started smiling ear to ear. I'm like, dude, we have to take this idea and run with it. Um, and so after, after that round of golf, we went back, we got our wives on the phone. Um, like literally, <laughs> like, like I, I, get, I get chills just thinking about it because we just got so giddy about it. And, uh, and our wives jumped in. They were, they were 100% on board with it. And, uh, and that's really sort of where the idea was born. That was, Adam, what was that, four years ago? 
roughly? Yeah, yeah. I think close to four years ago, about yeah. right around four years ago at this point. So, Adam, how did you come across the idea of co-working? Uh, well, we we both worked in um, in large buildings, like through our sales careers, and then they kept downsizing. Like, so we were like forty thousand square feet. We went to like seventeen thousand square feet. Then people started working from home, and around that same time, we were saying, um, "Wow, it seems like like where's office space going?" And then I had a friend who uh, was involved with Serendipity Labs. He actually sent me a link of what it was. I had no idea what it was. The name I heard, I'm like, what is this? And um, and from there was when I kind of, we started to look at it and say, wow, like that would be really cool to do in more of a smaller or mid-market, like a community where you could truly know your members and, and hopefully get them to work together if they want, maybe even pass referrals back and forth. And that's been our world in, in sales is, you know, referring people and, and taking good care of people and just being a good person in the community. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's really um, kind of the first time I'd even heard of it was, was my, was my buddy, Scott Serendipity from Serendipity. And we, we still keep in touch all the time and we work together on a lot of stuff that we're doing to grow workspace collective. So pretty cool. So you guys had day jobs. Did you keep your day jobs or what does that look like today with the business? (laughs) Yeah, we, we still have them. We still have them. Um, both of our, our wives work really closely with us in the business. So they're like the, we call them the brains. We call them the back end. We call okay. them the design. The so they product. really did have to be on board. You're like, no, really. This, That's <laughs> we're this, all no, in. No, this, is, this is an all in yeah. effort here. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're kind of everything under the sun there. And then of course our community managers are amazing. So we've, we've had to, um, you know, balance, but you know, when, when you're working more in an environment like this out of an office, we can do a lot of the things we do for, for regular work um, here in the, in the different spaces. So, you know, it's always a, a nice thing when you get to come, you know, I'm, we're all working from home, but the days that I come out here, which are most of the days now, just because we're really, you know, in growth mode um, are always, are always great. I mean, I love hanging out with the family and being at home, but I'm, I'm more productive here, hands down. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so how, what is the size of Ocala? Is it Ocala or Ocala? Yeah, it's Ocala. Ocala. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a mid, it's a mid market Metro, you know, it's uh, it's in between, it lies in between Orlando and Gainesville. If you're familiar with Gainesville at all, um, you know, population is going to be smaller than what you would see in Orlando, Tampa or Jacksonville. Um, Ocala is in a big growth mode, uh, but these, these mid market cities, um, are really underserved in this market. There really isn't an option, you know, downtown Orlando, downtown Tampa, downtown Jacksonville, you'll probably have 15, 20 different co-working spaces. Um, when we opened up our first location, Workspace Collective, nobody knew what co-working was. They'd never heard but of it. But good before. news, bad news, right? Lots yeah. of opportunity, lots of education to do. Yeah. Hey, lots lots <laughs> yeah. of education, you know, friends, family are saying, are you sure this is crazy? You know, blah, blah, blah. And we literally were, and we do it to this day, we give the first day free. People can come in, get a feel for the space, get a feel for what we do to try to connect people and, and see that we're, we're member driven. We really want to make sure the member experience is, 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 is great. Um, and, and, you know, it's taken really a year and a half, two years to get people to understand what co-working is yeah. here. Um, and fortunately, the, the community has really embraced it. It's been, it's been really, really cool to see. And we're, it's, you have good, good time. Well, 
bad timing 2020, hopefully good timing now. Although Florida has been a little more moderate in closures and and whatnot. Yeah. We won't talk politics on the <laughs> on the podcast, but I so it hasn't gone live yet, but I interviewed Mark Gilbreth about the GSA award. I don't know if you guys heard us talking about yeah. that. You know, the GSA yeah. has said we support flexibility and I don't know how many government workers there are in Ocala, but I have to think like the smaller markets, this is, you know, sort of their time. Mark and I were were laughing. I think episode number 80 that I did was like, is suburban co-working a thing, right? Or smaller yeah. market. And to your point, there's still so much opportunity in smaller markets. I think, you know, totally. markets like a Dallas or, you know, they you could maybe argue have been a little oversupplied, although I think that's probably shifting, but yep. markets like yours. So I want to hear, you opened your first space. Tell us about kind of your journey. You opened the first space, which is sort of a unique property, and you've yes. already opened your second space, which online looks totally different. So I'd love to hear <laughs> yeah. kind of who you wanted to serve. You've alluded to that a little bit. And how you pick that first location, and then we'll get into you know the impetus for the second location. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, the first location, we, we were so nervous when we opened up that first space. It's only three thousand square feet. Super nervous. Didn't know what we were getting into. You know, the 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 mission was to help help small business owners, right? And we want really wanted to go to the next step and see, make sure we could do whatever we needed to do to to help them survive and succeed and and grow and thrive and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the house that, that we ended up getting, the commercial space is, uh, was built in 1890. Had 1890. A lot. That's awesome. 1890. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really cool space, but it was absolutely trashed. There was a lot of work that kind of went into uh, the design and, and the thought process of how to fit what we wanted to do in there. Um, and, you know, it really, it turned out great. Uh, we have some private offices, three, three private offices. We have one shared office. Uh, and then we have like the living room area that uh, we do the dedicated desks and first come first serve. In desks, the living you know. room. I love it. In the living room. Yeah. In the living room. <laughs> um, and people really, really, really love the space. Um, the, the thought process, again, was we want to serve the, the, the entrepreneurs, the uh, freelancers, and, and we had a podcast studio right when we opened. We thought okay. there was a big market. Um, from north of Orlando, there was no place to record a podcast studio unless you were in somebody's garage. Um, and so we hit that marketing pretty hard uh, when we opened. And once people got in and saw the space, um, it started to, a light bulb came on like, oh, you know, I can now have my allotment of hours in the conference room or podcast. And you're going to teach me how to do it. Like, why don't I just mess around and see, see what happens? Not, not you specifically, but somebody will. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, 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 I'm not going in and teaching them anything. You know, it's it's funny because uh, when we first opened that one, Adam and I were like, "Hey, the only way we're going to be able to do this is if we start our own podcast. We have to get in and start playing with the equipment." Right. So we did. We did for a long time. For like six months, we were recording shows weekly. We didn't end up po posting anywhere. We've got all this, all these shows. I mean, Ooh. you know, maybe like listening, listening back on it now. I mean, it's it's they were like hour long shows, and it was really just us rambling about anything that we thought was funny. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but, but the, that, that whole podcast room really kind of took off too. We ended up getting probably eight to 10 different companies that were doing some type of podcast recording in that space. 
Uh, and it ended up giving a lot, of, a lot of marketing value for the rest of the building. And yeah. people would come in for that and then they'd see, oh my gosh, I can actually work from here. Um, and that's sort of where it took off. You know, we, the reason we opened up the second space is because we were tired of telling people no. And we really, in our business plan, we thought we'd fill up the 3,000 square foot space, the original space in, in you know, nine to, nine, months, nine to 12 months. Uh, we ended up filling up the majority of that space in about three. Wow. Um, and so, you know, tired of saying no, we're going to open up the second space. Didn't think it was going to be Ocala. Thought it would be a surrounding area. Okay. And the demand was so high that we, we, we ended up looking for a new space. And that's where we opened up this more, it's right downtown, much more industrial. And it's almost, it's two and a half times the size, 7,000 square feet. Um, and it has a completely different vibe. Not really on purpose necessarily, but the, the two spaces attract different types of personalities, which is cool, right? You don't, yeah. some people want to work in that homey, sort of comfortable, yeah. quiet Living room, environment. Dial, Correct. Yeah. Correct. And then you come over here, you're right downtown, you can walk to everything, much more industrial, much more open. Um, and, you know, we've been able to maintain sort of memberships at both space because they're, they're unique in their own, their own vibe. So yep. how far so, apart are the spaces? A quarter mile. Oh, super close. Oh, yeah, wow. they're, su- they're yeah. super close. They're super close. Yeah. And yeah. do you lease both of the spaces? Uh, we yeah. Do. yeah, we do. And we've, we've actually, we're, we're talking about if we can find the, the right one, getting a golf cart. So members could go <laughs> between both, which would be <laughs> I a cool love part, that. right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we currently, we currently lease them both. We, um, we, we, really will be buying every property going moving forward and we really want to buy both of the properties that we're in it's just we haven't worked that out yet and that is part of the plan and part of the vision and the goal as we move into new markets is to be able to to own the real estate and then have workspace in there as an awesome tenant and just bring a great place where we can you know where we can serve the the members i mean that's that's truly the goal and the long-term goal is to get um or really not not even that long term but to to really be able to help um about 2,500 members in the next four to five years, you know, so that would encompass other areas of Florida, but probably eight to 10 spaces to, to get that. And we think, um, you know, the sooner we can do it, the better you talk about like us and being able to, you know, to help people like that is it. I mean, we, the business we were in, we saw so many clients of ours because we worked with kind of smaller startups for the most part. Okay. Um, they go into business. I mean, six months, a year, yeah, and most yeah. of the you know fifty percent of that is 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 money, capital, revenue. I mean, to go into a space and have to pay all those things, and and we know if we can eliminate that part and get them in here for you know our starting co working is one ninety nine a month, and we give a ton of amenities with it, like they can get all that stuff and then launch their business. Um, our our motto is work, grow, thrive, and we just want businesses to like eventually. Hey, maybe they're going to get big enough to where we can't serve them anymore, and then they've got to move to their own spot, and we're going to be high-fiving on the way out, like, great, you did it. You started here with a little office. You, you graduated to the big office and now you're, you know, now you're moving on doing bigger and better things. And that's like, that's why we do it. And that, that's what's fun about it. Well, if you own the building, maybe you can move them upstairs. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I love that. Uh, the interesting that. thing about people moving out is, you know, you talk about sort of the, the value of what you can do for them at the early stage, but then they're like off and running. They don't want to take time out to build out a space and <laughs> do the construction Correct, yeah. and furniture. So 
Um, do you do any offer sort of any coaching or support services to the early stage folks or in, in the plans? It's, it's, I'd say right now we definitely do. I mean, we, we do it um, probably more informally than formally where, you know, we're definitely don't, at this point, we're not charging anybody to do any of that kind of, we just, we just really try to connect people with, you know, use our expertise in business to say, Hey, here's how you would, you know, if you need help setting up an entity or you need help with it, with an incorporation in Florida, we can, we can help you or at least point you in the right direction, but um being able to to refer them to the sphere of influence that we have in the community to be able to say, hey, you need a good CPA. Like these would be your best three to go to, you know, based on what you're looking for. Or, um, hey, we might have a contact over here that is a, a restaurant customer and they are looking for something like you guys. Let's make the introduction. So we just go and Zach, there's nobody better at this than Zach. Like this is what he's built his <laughs> career on. But he he will go in and, and meet someone and quickly find out. A lot of people will say, oh, yeah, I'll hook you up with that person. And then you don't hear anything. He they don't. Hand totally. Deliver. Yeah. He hand delivers all referrals. And, you know, I've kind of learned that from him over the years because he's been, you know, a top salesperson at, at, at several different companies. It's like if you do that and you take that kind of time to help the members, I mean, they're going to remember it. We're going to tell so many people and then they're ultimately going to be successful. That person that you referred is more successful. And that's how we've built our, our business before this. And that's how we want to continue to do it as we, as we grow. And sometimes it's about just being exposed to people who are successful, right? You talked about the businesses that fail. Like sometimes it's like a mindset thing. I was even, we talked in our pre-chat about, you know, I've been looking for a co-working space. that's a good fit. And sometimes I think, you know, when I'm at home, it's like hard to get into like CEO mode. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got to no, make no, no, talk totally. And you got to like, it, so I have to like give myself a little pep talk. And I feel like that's one of the reasons I need to get out of the house. And why I think it's so important that people do is because you need to be around other people who are in that mode, right? Making things happen, do, you know, being productive totally. in, in that headspace. Well, you know, it's funny, <clears throat> Adam sort of hit on it. We, one of the things we didn't anticipate was the what was who was going to be attracted to this type of environment, and it, different industries, different ages, different backgrounds, but everybody has that general work hard, play hard mentality. Do you know what I mean? The and mindset, so, yeah, the mindset, the demographic, yeah, correct. Yeah. Everyone, everyone here feeds off of the success of each other. You know, so you'll see. You know, whether it's a new law, a lawyer that we saw one of our first accounts that signed up and she started with just conference room space and virtual mail and she sort of upgraded. And every time we see her, she talks to us about how happy she is that we were here for her when she first started. Otherwise, she would have been able to, to make it work. And the other members in the space sort of gave her the confidence that she was on the right path and they were going through the same struggles, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Adam hit that on the head. Like we're huge on connecting people like we it's more than just you know, we, our hashtag on, on any of our social always is more than just office space right and it's because we really want to go you know Malcolm Gladwell talks about connect being a connector um, and that's huge I've always taken that to heart like I want to do whatever we can do to connect people if you want to meet with the mayor of Ocala awesome I'm going to make that happen for you or if you want to go and you want to talk to the Chamber <laughs> of Commerce Economic Development Council you want to go talk to the the Performing Arts Center there's something there's some value there Let's make that happen. Let's make it happen in our space. And everybody, you know, everybody sort of sort of wins. So uh, and, and people have responded to it. So I'm curious, hopefully this isn't a super challenging question, but 
you to have that competency, which I think is critical to success, right? The stickiness that comes out of what happens and feeling like there are people who care about me. So you have a growth plan and you already have two locations and there are two of you, but you have a team. How do you transfer like some of your sales and connection skills to your team? Yeah, that's, and that's something we think about all the time. And, and so my, my background in the sales side is sales leadership. And so I've, I've worked, you know, so I think, you know, when we think about our team that we have with our community managers and our wives and ourselves, we kind of, we all have a, I think a little bit of a niche that kind of complements each other. So, you know, I know how important it is to build a culture around your, your team. So, you know, when we think about growth and not being able to like, you know, okay, the next location, we won't be able to be here four days right. a week. You, know? you can't so, do, right. You won't be able to make all those, yeah, connections. Yeah. And so yeah. we're, you know, we've got a, we've got, um, even at this point of where we are, we have some top drawer candidates that we've interviewed that were a little bit out of our scope at first, but we know that we've got a great relationship now and we know they're going to be the one as we grow. Someone that has the same mindset, has the same vision that we have. And then it's a matter of, getting the growth and then plugging them in and then slowly, you know, building that team around those folks. Cause, cause yeah, we don't want to, I mean, there'll be no way with 10 spaces that Zach and I are running around making referrals. Right. So yeah. but we'll have to do a lot, a lot with the community, a lot with networking and then just, and be able to, to teach and develop them and make them feel comfortable with that skill. You know, number one for our, 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 uh, our community managers is just like, the service end of it, right? So, you know, we have to teach some of the sales, but that's easy. We, we've been doing that forever. We can teach them sales. We can teach them follow-up. Number one is, hey, are they a good person? Is this someone when you're interviewing them that we would want to have at our home, having dinner with the family? In the living like, room. <laughs> if, if, if we can do that, right. if we know that, that we get that good vibe about it, then we can teach them everything else and develop them up to the way that, that we want it. And nobody's perfect. But the other thing is like, if you're not letting them be authentic in the way that they go to customers, I mean, um, then it's not going to feel right either. So we've done a, a great job so far with our our hiring. Um, I know it's a it's tough, right? And it's sometimes a gut choice, but it's all about bringing the right people in to complement what we're doing. And hopefully, we can do a great job. I know it's going to be tough. Like that's probably going to be one of the hardest things we face as we grow is the people aspect of it. And it's it's tough now to find people. I mean, our our last interview for here, we interviewed, um, well, we we sourced about 70 good candidates. We interviewed 15. We hired one. I mean, and it was, um, wow. it, it was a tough, <laughs> a tough, tough decision. But through that, what it did, all that legwork, now we have these other candidates that we can call on when when we need. And that that's, um, it's a lot of work, but it will pay off for us as, as we continue to grow. Yeah. And Jamie, if I can add to that too, like we, you know, it's, it's sort of a lead by example mentality, right? Our, our community managers uh, are learning through what they're seeing through Adam and through me, the importance of networking, the importance of following up with people. Uh, the community manager university that you have is like, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. Being able to kind of get the background from, from the operation standpoint, and then also getting, you know, and just picking up word tracks. Like Adam said, it's about being authentic. But hearing how Adam or I will go about connecting somebody with whoever they want to connect with, or, you know, maybe it's just a birthday card to one of our members, or maybe it's their kid's first soccer game, or maybe they're a Gator fan and they want a jersey. These are things that we, we go sort of above and beyond with our members to make sure they know that they're, they're appreciated, they're welcomed, and, 
you know, and, and Chelsea, who I think you've talked with a little bit, she picks up those who one of our community managers, she picks up those and takes the ball and runs with it. And our new community manager, Ryan does the same thing. Um, and I have to lean on Adam big time for that piece. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not in that sales leadership role. So the interview process, I'm foreign to it. I mean, he's looking at me like, like I've got four eyes sometimes with some of the questions <laughs> I'm asking, but, but that, that's sort of the part of the unique, you know, aspect of our team is each one of us, including our wives, really bring something unique to the table that have allowed us to really grow at a fast pace. Yeah. So Chelsea is very impressive. I can tell she, she gets on our community manager calls and I can tell she's fantastic. Yeah. And I ask about, you know, the sales piece and the connection piece, because it's easy to teach a lot of the other aspects, right? They're more objective yeah. and that subjective piece especially when you get someone who's not as experienced just in business and, and in life, right? Like you guys yes. have a lot of reps yes. in doing this. And so um, I'm always, you know, curious about ways to help the community managers kind of develop in that way. So yeah, they're lucky we, to have you guys as mentors. If we didn't have that sales background, and Adam, you, probably, you can back me up on this. If we, if we didn't come from that environment, it would be much more challenging. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, I'm, I'm 17 years into a, a sales career. Adam is probably 20, 21 years in. Um, and so that has made the sales aspect, the connecting aspect, the, the getting in front of people and, and putting yourself out there aspect much easier. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be, that would be challenging if, if it wasn't for that. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And I suspect you could be very helpful to some of your members at some point, maybe yeah. you'll get to the point where you've got sort of the growth down and you're, I could see yeah. you guys doing something with sales in terms of educating and coaching <laughs> members, but. Um, We've definitely talked about it. On the yeah. yeah I can tell yeah. you guys have a lot you want to accomplish. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to jump in really quickly before we continue with our discussion if you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to invite you to join me for my free masterclass, three behind the scenes secrets to opening a co-working space. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to share the three decisions that I've seen successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. The masterclass is totally free. It's about an hour and includes some Q&A. If you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. If you already have a co-working space, I want to make sure you know about Community Manager University. Community Manager University is a training and development platform for community managers, and it can be for owner operators. It has content training, resources, templates from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role from community management, operations, sales and marketing, finance, and leadership. The content is laid out in a graduated learning path so the community manager can identify what content is most relevant to them depending on their experience and kind of jump in from there. We provide a live brand new training every single month for the community manager group. We also host a live Q&A call every single month so that the community managers can work through any challenges that they're having or opportunities, um, get ideas from other community managers, build their own peer network. We also have a private Slack group for the group. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager.
<laughs> so I'm curious about your partnership because I've seen partnerships fall apart. Um, people will come to me and say they're looking for a partner and I'll, you know, sort of poke around a little bit and well, are you just lonely? Are you just stressed? Are you, cause having a partner is a big deal, right? What yes. are you trying to solve with having a partner? Um, yep. How yeah. do you make it work? What's the, what's the secret to this, especially having your spouses involved, which is sort of another, like could be a complicating factor. Yeah. That is a, that is a, that's a big one. Cause I, I know, and we've seen it with all the, the businesses that we've worked right. with over the years, like partnerships that, that failed. And, you know, we definitely knew there's a, there's a risk with that. Um, we've known each other a long time. So I'd say for people that are going to have a partner, one, communicate all everything. I mean, we have a, we have a text chain. We, we, we probably um, do 150 texts a day between us, you know, bouncing ideas <laughs> off each other, um, <laughs> phone calls. We'll meet up on the weekends, um, try to make it fun, but, but we're talking work and like what's next. And um, so I take, you know, communication, if, if you can pick a partner that, that compliments you. I mean, if, if we had four people that were like Zach and I, we would have already failed, you know, okay. so we would be sales, sales, sales. We would have never collected any money from any of the members, right? So, so I mean, our, our, um, you know, having people that compliment each other and just know, knowing that person well, I think you've always got to be willing to, um, you know, to give and take, right? There's going to be certain ideas like Zach's way more creative, Cassandra's way more creative than I am, right? I'm more like, okay, just let's like, like, just let's do it. Let's fit it in. And, um, and so there are certain things that you have to say, well, all right, let's do it. And when you do that and everyone kind of gets to have their um, idea heard or sometimes my idea doesn't work, but it's like the finished product is awesome. So like when we get our heads together, the finished product yeah. is always great. Right. And then you learn new things from people that that, um, you know, that are your partners, because I think, you know, I, uh, I, I in the in the sales world that I've worked in and, and leading with people is that you work with a bunch of different people that all have different personalities. So you have to learn how to, how to be okay with those things. But I think it makes you better. It makes you more unique. It, it's made us, um, it's actually made it a lot more fun. And to think if like Zach or, or I tried to do this on our own, I don't know how we'd do it. I mean, we definitely couldn't be working another job and running the co-working space. It just, yeah. just wouldn't happen. Um, too much to do. So yeah, so I think those are, you know, that, that's kind of the foundation. But I mean, communication has is, is just got to be number one all day long. So I'm curious, first space to second space, what were some of the things you learned from the first Wait, first, what was the time frame? You mentioned you filled up really quickly in the first space. And we're like, okay, let's, yeah. let's do it. Um, when did you open your first space and when did you open your second location? We, we opened up our first location October of 2019. We opened up our second location we've only been open three three months okay. so we opened up our yeah we, we, we just recently opened up our second location you went um, both both projects that. took yeah. a long time to, to fruition too i mean both projects the, the most frustrating part about the second thing about the second location was all of the delays with materials and, and because you were doing it during covid basically correct yeah. correct i mean it was we were we our, our, G, our gc told us same gc as the first one that we'd be open in march and I don't think we ended up opening until June. Yeah. June first. So, yeah. 
Um, that, know, that is they, not the worst of delays that I've ever heard. No, no, no <laughs> but it was, it was like, wow, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And we yeah. had already signed the lease and there was a lot, there was just a lot of turmoil there with yeah. stuff that should not have been so delayed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had asked about what the, what the biggest like lesson was from the first one, the second one. Now, opening the first one, you know, sometimes there's uh, ignorance is bliss, right? We had no idea what, from an operation standpoint, what we didn't know. Like, how do you, what software are you going to pick to run the back office? How are you going to utilize it? How are you going to learn it? How are you going to teach your community manager that? Um, you know, the first two weeks we opened our first space, we, we didn't even know how to take payment. Right. Like people, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's funny now, yeah, but we were go. freaking out when we first started. Like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we actually got to learn how to take a credit card or take an ACH or whatever the case may be. So, you know, learning that process. Um, and then getting uh, processes in place for inventory, uh, for new, you know, bringing on a new member, uh, for uh, running the podcast room and teaching members how to use the app or whatever the case may be. Um, it, opening the second space, I think we it would have been hard to to have two and not know that. You know what I mean? Uh, getting the second one open and already having the time to train the community manager and then opening up our, our book of processes yeah. really made that whole process a lot easier. And I, we really should thank you for a lot of that stuff. I mean, you're, I've been listening to your podcast, you know, now since we opened and there's so many gems in there that really have made our lives a lot easier that we just wouldn't have had if it wasn't, it wasn't for you. Um, and so that probably, for the most part, would be the would be the biggest thing is just the processes and the operation side. Yep. What did did you make any shifts? So the second space is larger. What does the product mix look like there? Offices, open space. Yep. So it's um you know product mix is pretty close. We have eighteen private offices here. So as we were in build out phase. Um, we knew that the micro offices were going to be important to have. So we actually added uh, three even kind of further down after the plans were done to make sure that, you know, um, we had space for that. Um, this here we have a, a day office, which is nice. So it's one of the micro offices that we're that we're using as a day. Um, actually, it's been rented out more as a week office. So which is which is awesome. And then um, aside from that, they're they're pretty similar. The podcast studio here. A um, little bit bigger, and we took it to the next level and said, "Okay, we want to be able to give um, them a place to not only do a podcast, but record content for for YouTube's or trainings." So we have um, several different areas in there that you can turn cameras and record. We also have um, uh, people on staff to be able to do the video and help and do editing there, as well as if someone fully wanted like a full launch package to, for a podcast, which um, would be, you know, a lot of people will go in and record, but they never get it out. Zach and I are two right. of those people, Dude. right? <laughs> so, so, like, how do I? Get know, this way, Apple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot, but it, but it, it's a little, you know. I mean, it, you get a little nervous if you're putting out a podcast, but this would take it from from start to finish. I mean, intro music, editing, removing the ums, you know, the exit, the entry, and just everything to get them to launch it, right? So, and then doing you know, everything that goes along with that. So that's been a, an, an upskill from Hill. We just, we just brought our, um, you know, our first customer on there, which was really exciting. And we have our new community manager here, Ryan has a background in that video. So we're kind of combining his great service that he has with also this video side, which is just, just amazing. And like, we're just scratching the surface of this. So 
Um, that's kind of a, a new thing here. And then, uh, and members can go to both to do that. Like, so our members in at Fort King can come here and do that and vice versa. And then here we also have uh, a lounge, which we just didn't have room for in the, in the first space. So the lounge, we have a uh, Zach, Zach got us an Xbox in there. He's a, he's a gamer. Um, that was Zach's contribution. He used to be I, had to, I had to have an Xbox. He used to be a gamer. Uh, we've got, we've got foosball in there. We've got um, a dartboard and then, you know, record player, just like a really cool area where you can sit and just chill out and not, you know, not work. So um, that's been a, that's been really a, a cool ad. And then aside from that, though, our amenities are, are probably what you see. I mean, we, we've got all the different types of, we always use local coffee brewers. So here we use Sweetwater, which is a local coffee brewer. We've got, you know, um, we've got the uh, French press. We do Nespresso. We've got beer on tap. So we offer the members a, a beer a day from a local brewery. And then the snacks and, and all those things are included with all the memberships. So I don't know, I always miss something because I feel like we do a lot and we're always adding something. But um, that's kind of the, that's kind of the mix we have here. And I think the members really enjoy it. Totally. You know, it's funny. I think people sort of downplay some of the amenities sometimes the, even just having the Nespresso, that's my other hold up from aside from the fact that I, I don't have a favorite local space yet is right. My favorite thing in the morning is like my cappuccino. Yep. And most spaces yeah. don't do it. And we yeah. always had the Nespresso machine because it's like the easy way to execute on, on that totally. um, without totally. having the, you know, grinding, whatever. So I love yeah. it that you do that because it's, it's like the, the tipping factor for some people. I, I suspect <laughs> I'm like, I can't, yeah. I was like, well, I could have it at home and then go into the space. <laughs> I don't want to pay the like five bucks or whatever at Starbucks no. you know, for my almond no. milk. And, anyway. Um, okay. I have two questions. What size are your micro offices? People want to know the details. So I have, yeah, to we have, we've got like, uh, let's see three different sizes of micro offices. So the smallest ones are, six and a half by seven. And then I think the next ones are, are like eight by seven. And then we've got these three larger ones, which are, are, are a little unique. They're narrower. So they're only like seven and a half, eight feet wide, but they go 16 feet and they all have their own windows. So when we, when we built out this space, we had, there were no windows on one side of the building and we needed the, the light to come in. Right. So we, we put um, all windows down the whole side. And so that, is the majority we have eight private offices in there but three micros on that side and um and those those all sold i mean like like zach said they all sold really quickly i mean there was no hesitation people walked in it's i guess they just sold themselves they walked in they saw they're like that's for me yeah. I, I don't even need to ask you a lot of questions i want and <laughs> just we like, great <laughs> great do you stage the offices or are they just like desk and chair yeah, no, we we stage them well. Desk chair, um, the girls' wives again came in and, and made everything look great, right? From Flair. the store. So yeah, yeah at least yeah. one of the options was was decked out with some other items, pictures on the walls, things like that. And then some were just, hey, if you want what we give you, which is you know, we do monitors, chairs, file cabinets in the office, and then desks in all offices. Um, but we took we took a lot of recommendations from the members that booked with us early for the new space. Um, you know, some of them wanted TVs hung. So, so we, we yep. came in on the weekend and hung TVs. Some of them wanted, you know, uh, maybe wiring in a certain place or they wanted, um, you know, the dry erase boards. And so we put those in for them just because they were our first members here. And, and we're always willing to 
to, to do that kind of stuff for members. I mean, it, it takes a little extra work, but I think to say, hey, we'll just spend the end of the day and we'll go and do that for them, I think it goes a long way. I've heard that as a bit of a theme lately, kind of the, like a little bit of customization of the space goes a long way in helping people feel like it's my space and helping mm-hmm. with stickiness, right? If it if it's the way they want it to be and it's, you know, decorated nicely, it's better than the home office. <laughs> that, totally. Yeah, that's our thoughts exactly. Yeah. yeah okay, we, I love, we, so we, your, your small micro office is like desk and chair. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I think people get really nervous about really that's because that's like 36 square feet, right? Mm-hmm. It, and we work does that model, but people are like, really, really? That's like a closet or a phone booth, right? And I'm like, no, 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 people, because the price point on it. The, is, yeah, the price is good. And we, all the, all those have, most of them have natural light, but all of them have a, a, a door that's all, that's glass, right? So you can, yep. You can get in and out. Um, we've had some that, that that put up a shade because they just want to be able to raise it and lower it. And, and we're totally cool with that. Um, and Zach and I have worked out of those. And like, I don't know, it, it works great for me. I mean, it, it works it's all you need, members. totally. Like, the feedback we've gotten from members is like, hey, I love it. You know, and some of them are there, as you know, some of them are there every day and some of them come twice a day and some are, you know, very rarely there and just do, use it for meetings. So um, yeah, we, we definitely, I think the micro office idea and going like more micro was something that we all heard on one of your podcasts. And we said, okay, like, I think Ashley was the one that, that was like, we got to have more, we need more, more of those. Yeah, and, more of those. Uh, you know, I think it's tricky because to- they, offices are expensive to build out, right? When you're looking at your startup budget, you, you know, you yeah. put a pro forma over the long term. And to your point, like you fill up so fast. And so yeah, we filled quickly, which is we filled those micros so fast. I mean, they really sold out first, uh, and they are. You're, you're right that you know with with the small offices next to each other, you have to worry about sound. That was a big deal for us. Like we yeah. had to soundproof above and beyond what you normally would do. I mean, that ended up costing us an extra probably thirty grand yeah. in the space, but it was it's worth it in spades because people need that privacy. Um, and to Adam's point, you know, the first people that the people that signed up before we opened. We let them customize their office with paint color, wallpaper, like whatever they wanted to cut to 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 make that space theirs. We wow. did, and it and it really sort of helped, you know, get people to sign up before we open. So I'm also curious about your podcast marketing because I think a lot of space owners get on the podcast bandwagon because it sounds sexy and they think, oh, this is you know, it'll be a great marketing benefit. And yet mm-hmm. I talked to so many operators who are like, yeah, it's kind of hanging out and nobody really uses it. And we might turn it back into an office. And you guys are like doubling down on it. So yeah. what what do you think is the the secret to the success? Yeah, I think, I think you know, you had said at the beginning of this conversation, it's a mindset. And it's same with the podcast room. It's all a mindset. If you, if you are thinking that it's failing, it's probably failing. If you talk about it, and you be about it and you let people know what you're doing. And, and again, you have people running stuff out of that. It makes it a lot easier um, for us. You know, again, we have a hundred things we want to accomplish. We, we are, we have a script and we want to start doing some, some social advertising about lo- a podcast launch. Yeah. Uh, again, people in a first space, it was all about giving you a space where you could record the content, but then it was up to you to kind of take it to the next level. And a lot of the people would come in and record it, but then it would die because they didn't know what to do. And so here, 
I think if, for your operators that are around the country, if they have that in place, it's about focusing on it. Like, hey, let's, let's get a script together. Let's do an easy, you can record the video with your phone. Let's get a 15 second, 30 second advertisement that you boost on, on Instagram or Facebook and talk about, your, uh, about the capabilities in the podcast studio. Um, we're fortunate with our new community manager, Ryan, that he really can take a lot of that video work and edit it and do all of it in-house. But prior to that, you know, again, with connections and people we knew in the area, we were looking to partner with uh, graphic designers, you know, video editors, audio editors, and things like that. So we could offer a package, yeah. right? And so that was the vision with our new space was a YouTube studio, one-stop shop. All you have to do is come in and record content and we'll, t- we'll take it from there. Um, and so, I, you know, my, again, my keys there would just be focus on it, push it out there. Uh, there, is a, there is a need for that, especially if it's included in, in it's a value add in your membership. Um, and it's, it's been working for us. Wait, you need to add somebody to do show notes. My team member, Kristen, was like, you owe me show notes for number 214. And <laughs> this morning I'm like, oh, I got it. It's like always the last thing I do. And I just, I, I need to figure out a way to, to outsource. Now, are you, you talking about, are you talking about transcribing it? So we have a tool that transcribes, although they're, those are never perfect, right? So Kristen yep. will go in and kind of, you know, zhuzh it. But just like the sort of what this episode is about, yeah, 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 yeah. keywords, sometimes it takes me forever to write those. So <laughs> so I've got a solution for that. It's okay, funny. tell me. It, yeah. it, again, it's a connector. <laughs> so I've got, a, we've got a connection with a, a court reporter that um, we've known for a long time that is sort of getting away from doing a lot of the court reporting. And they were looking for a way to sort of earn, earn some money on the side. And so we now have the ability to use her to transcribe all of our stuff. And if there's notes on the episode or whatever else that needs to be done, she can sort of knock all that out for us. That's such an interesting like transfer of skill because yes. that makes complete sense. Yes. And it, it, yeah. it's an interesting environment because as you know, with COVID, a lot of that uh, court reporting work is being done Zoom yeah. or remote or whatever. So a lot of these people have more time on their hands. And so um, we're, we're really excited about rolling that out. I love that. And it's yeah. create more creative work. I'm excited for her. Totally, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Because the other, yeah. the one other thing I really struggle with is, is um, repurposing the content, right? I have so much podcast content. Yeah. How do you get it into a blog post? Yes. I don't have time to do it. So add that to yes. your package too. And the court reporter, I don't I wonder if she would be, if that would be in her skill set to kind of do both of those. I don't know. Well, and, well, and also think about like an ebook because you can repurpose your yeah. transcript. Ex- I mean, e-book, so like, much, right? Exactly. Yeah, so much, so yeah. much. Yeah, so. that's how I feel about my content. You mentioned like gems, but they're kind of all over the place. And um, yes. we try to make those, we, we organize them for our um, paid programs, but- Okay, I'm looking at my list to see what else I we're uh, coming up on time here. Um, no problem. So, okay, I I like to ask these because I think it's helpful. Um, so, for you guys, and we've talked about this a little bit, um, maybe for your full team. Although you have such a varied team that you may have your bases all covered, but what do you guys find easy about the business, and what's harder? Like as you're thinking about, you know, maybe growth and whatnot, like what are the challenges that you talk about on the golf course? 
<laughs> yeah, so so easy, and we've already talked about it a little bit, was the sales side. Yeah, right? the sales side, the service side. Yeah, it's our background. Zone of we genius. Were comfortable, <laughs> comfortable with it. You know, getting in front of people and and connecting people always came or second nature to us. Um, teaching that and instilling that in our community managers is a little bit more difficult. But again, you you lead by example. Uh, we Adam said we we want our community managers to sell their way. We want them to bring, let their own personality come out and also give them, you know, like I had mentioned like a, a gift card or maybe a, a birthday card with a gift certificate or, you know, connect them to a local restaurant or whatever. They don't need to come to us for approvals on that. Like I want them to be able to have the ability to do that on their own and understand the value that comes associated with that and the freedom that comes with that. And so I think that's sort of been sort of an easy transition for us in, um, on opening. The hard stuff, like we talked about, the operation side. For me, especially, I am not, I'm sure you can tell, I'm not a details the guy detail, right? yeah. <laughs> um, at all. Like, I struggle with that tremendously. And, and Adam's wife, Ashley, was like, I know she hates me for it. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm big picture and I can, yeah. I'll go after it. But, you know, learning the operations and learning how to use the software that we use and learning how to take payments and getting the processes is like pulling fingernails out for me. Um, and it's funny, we didn't plan with the four of us, right? Me and Adam and my wife, Cassandra, and his wife, Ashley, we didn't really plan to go into different caveats of, of specialty. It just sort of happened naturally. Uh, my wife loves design and interior design and shopping and things like that. And she really- That's a huge asset to have on the team. Oh, huge yeah, asset. Yeah. I mean, she, she's forward thinking. And if you've seen our, if you could, if you've seen pictures of our space, it really, that really sort of shines through. Adam and I- you know, I'm five minutes into that and I'm, I'm, my head hurts and I'm ready to like go and do something else. Yeah. Um, and, and Ashley is just is excellent with finances and is excellent with keeping us on budget and processes and operations and things like that. Um, and, you know, Adam and I are sort of the board, big picture guy. Um, and that's the, the, the operations and the processes point has been, has been the struggle for us, I think. Yeah. And I think the, the other thing with those that I'll just add to that is like, the, you have to have consistency with those processes and you know it was nice coming into the new space because we had those built out but now there's things that have added on that we have to consistently do I mean you can't just go down and, and say oh, we're going to do this and start there and go go at it for a month or two and expect that you're going to get results like you got to keep at it we've got to keep at it you got to keep you know keep advertising or keep you know I mean we we do guerrilla marketing and take you know we'll take our signs and we post them around the area. I mean, we still do that kind of stuff. So it's like, if you're doing those things and you just did it once, well, you're not going to get results, but if you do it consistently, Correct. you know, good things eventually happen, even if it seems like they're not, you know, they're not working at first. That tenacity is probably part of your sales background, which is <laughs> such a huge advantage. I mean, you, you guys have gotten sort of lucky because right, there's trade-offs to any background, right? But yeah. so you, you've sort of created the full team that sounds like it's pretty well balanced, which is awesome yeah, because, yeah. right, you guys might be a disaster without just operationally would, without. <laughs> would, be, would be. Well, 100%. We wouldn't and, be here still. Like, yet, it would be a problem. The folks who are super skilled at operations, like, can give you your, you know, manual, like, you know, on yes. a silver platter, but aren't in, like, don't realize the tenacity that your sales funnel requires will also right. struggle. So, Totally. Uh, yeah, you guys are in good shape with the the balanced team. And even if you somebody, you know, 
decides to do something else, you know, at some point, you at least you've re- you recognize that skill set and what you'd need to replace. Cause I feel like that takes a long time for people to kind of figure out and, and fill those yes. gaps. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. So, okay. What's next? You talked about kind of some growth. What are, what's your focus for the next year or two? Um, Adam, you want to take that one? Yeah, I'll take, um, we, um, you know, so we're, we're looking at, at spaces now, right? So we've got three different markets that we're looking at in Florida um, to grow. Again, we're going to stick in the, the mid kind of metro type markets that we really feel will bring the most value. And um, so the goal is to, by the end of the year, have, have that next one open. And then um, we've gotten a lot of interest from just friends and, and business associates that want to be a part of what we're doing. And so we're, we're working through ways to, um, to bring some of those guys on from, from the investment of the real estate side, we'll still do the workspace side. Um, that's super exciting. That's a whole new world too that we're in, but um, we're running really fast that way because we want to get to where you know ten lo- eight ten locations is kind of where our head is at in the next you know three to five years, and then after that, we'll probably sit down and or maybe go play golf and see see, what, <laughs> see what's see what's next. But you know the the enjoyment we've gotten out of the members and hearing how much they, they appreciate what we're doing is like, it, it, it really drives us. So we want to, you know, we want to continue to do it. And we know that there's places that, that don't have this, that need it, that want it, or that don't even know about it. And then we'll go in and educate them as to, Hey, this would be a good thing for, you know, for you and your business. So um, yeah, that, that's it. We're going to probably continue to add things. You know, we we're always open to any ideas. So, so as we hear things, I mean, we heard of people putting sleeping pods in their co-working. They're like, we might do that. My wife wants to put the desk on top of the treadmill. We might have that in the next space. I mean, we we uh, we constantly have ideas and things we want to do. And we're just going to, you know, continue to not get too far away from the core business, which is yeah. is the members and, and helping them grow and, and thrive. But also, hey, if we can add something here that would be cool that no one else is doing, like we're probably going to try it and see what happens, you know, so um yeah so that that's kind of us and you know we're looking forward to the next five ten however many years it is but we're we're looking to really you know do this as often and as as much as possible awesome well thank you for sharing your story you guys are inspiring and i've you know i I love the details you share because i think people will learn a lot from your stories and and what you've figured out and um you know some some pretty quick growth especially during a pandemic i didn't realize you had just opened the first location like in october yeah. <laughs> so you guys are moving and grooving we'll please stay in touch we'll have to have you back on and, and hear about the growth hopefully you can move the real estate process fast enough for your that's that's usually the hold up right can you get it to go Tell fast enough definitely correct correct <laughs> which you want to move so um, and, and, and we want to say thank you. Like really, I mean, it's, it, it, I don't know if you hear it enough, but the, the value that you have brought with, with your topics and the, the information that we've used from your podcast since we started listening to you has, has been invaluable. It really has helped us a lot. Um, and we were just super excited to be on the show and get to meet you, you know, virtually today. And we're looking forward to staying in touch with you and, and, and see what happens next. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.